listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. Somebody got blocked. They got blocked on Twitter. If you follow, anybody follow the Daily Wire account, you know, all the, all the guys on Daily Wire, the ladies on Daily Wire that make the content, they had the, the documentary, What is a Woman? And it got flagged on Twitter and got flagged as sensitive content that could not be seen. So people weren't, able to, they weren't even able to see it, weren't even able to share it. And so they went after Elon Musk, the Daily Wire crew did. Why would this be sensitive content? Uh, simply asking the question, what is a woman? And uh, so today they, had to re- they reversed all of that from what I saw. Uh, so now it can be shared. Now it can be seen. Now we can um, know. Which Thank is like God. insane. It's like, um, <laughs> it's a funny documentary. If you've never seen it, you should watch it. Um, because people simply can't Mostly answer the question. They, they'll, he'll sit right in front of people. It's like, what, what is a woman? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. There's, there's so many uh, different. It's like, they, they, can't even, they can't even answer the question. Um, but it's because the devil hates Families. The devil hates the identity God created. He hates men. He hates women. That's why I said on Sunday, I said on Sunday, I'm so tired of hearing this toxic masculinity nonsense. So tired of it. It's it's a if not only a myth, it's a demonic lie. Uh, you know all this all this stuff. God hates strong men. Or God hates right. The devil hates strong men. The devil hates strong women. And the devil hates family. Great. Our whole ministry is going to be ruined now. So it's I'm going to take that one clip and play it over and over again. <laughs> the, the devil hates strong men. He hates strong women. He hates families. He hates the likeness and the image of God. Why do you think there's been a meteoric rise over the last few years of this, um, the, the transgender agenda, all these different things? Why do you think? Why do you think there has? Um, it's interesting. Now, how come there's not a ton of... 50 and 60 year olds and 40 year olds because the argument you know before this they could nobody felt comfortable coming out well now that it's loud and proud in the streets how come there's not a bunch of 40 year olds and 50 year olds and 60 year olds and 70 year olds that are now all coming out say yes that's how i was my whole life and i never felt comfortable it's because it's an agenda being pushed onto our young people the devil hates our families he hates strong men and strong women hates what God put together and hates the nature of God, hates the image of God that's in you. And, um, you know, that's, that's part of the reason I wanted Carolyn on today, because we're talking about this, all this stuff functions within the family. And, um, it's not about just one person in the house. I like what Joshua said in the book of Joshua, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. (laughs) Griffin's going deep today. I can't even uh, he's going deep. I've got my own thoughts on that, but I'm not going to air them on this broadcast, Griffin, to win her. But, but it Joshua, would be a good one. Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. And so the, the family, the devil's after the family. He's after uh, the children. How about a triple braided cord is not easily broken? That's right. So when you have the Lord as the center, mm-hmm. you get the husband and wife. Right. And unity. That's the key. Unity. In unity uh, that, with everything. There's strength in numbers. And so it deals with unity in agreeing by faith and in prayer. Unity in yeah. the, the, the home and marriage. That makes a difference being in unity for every decision, every area that you walk out in the things of God. Yeah. And that's where this world is pushing disunity. Right. I mean, hardcore. That's why the spirit of confusion. There is no unity in confusion because it's like Amos three three. How can people go the, go the same way? You can't go the. You can't. How how is it actually quoted in Amos three three? If if you don't, two, two can't walk together unless yeah. they be agreed. Yeah, and so that that's that's seen with this dysfunctional world system on on disunity is everyone's trying to go different directions and be a part of this because it, it, there's separation involved. And where yeah. there's separation, there's no strength. That's right. Caitlin, 
I saw a video of a mother begging her newborn baby to be gay when he got older. Newborn babies can't even understand English. I, I know. <laughs> Please be gay. I can't. Please be gay There's when you're so old. so many crazy people in I mean, the world. That's a mental problem. That's an actual mental problem. That woman has mental problems. Should not be allowed to have children. That's crazy. To beg a newborn to be gay. Can you imagine the uproar there would be if that, that, if that mother was begging her child, her newborn, to be straight when he got older? Please be straight. Please don't like other boys. There would have been an uproar have been on every news network. It's a demon. People are out of their minds. They're out of their minds. Because the devil wants to destroy families. He hate, why do you think there's so much confusion going on right now? Yeah. It's because the devil hates the image of he God hates. in you. Does not want you to be who God made you to be, called you to be. But you know what? You know what happens? That's why I'll never play into the transgender lie. I will never use someone's preferred pronouns ever because I will not lie. I'm not a liar. And by me using someone's preferred pronouns, that's a lie. It's not who you are. And I'm not going to play into your lie. I'm a Christian. I don't lie. And so I'm not doing it. But on the other side of that, that is calling God two things, a liar and a failure. And I won't play into that either. God didn't fail when he made you. God did not fail when he created your body. Right. Now there, yes, because sin entered into the world, there are people that are born with deformities and things like that. So yes, there are deformities and other things, but. Is something happening? What, what you got? Oh, okay. <laughs> I was she's like, looking like we're in trouble. I know. <laughs> um, th there are deformities. I get all that. I get all that. But you need to understand something. Uh, when somebody is uh, a natural born man, natural born woman, nothing's wrong with you. Uh, uh, and then say, well, no, I'm actually, I was put into the wrong body. I was put, no, God's not a failure and God's not a liar. God didn't call you a man and then you're actually a woman. God's not lying about you. God's not failing in, in his creation. And so I refuse to play into the lie. I refuse to get it because I understand what it is. It's the devil trying to destroy people's, um, understanding of who they are, who God made them to be, their identity. People don't even know. There's people that can't even identify what they are. They don't even know. They've added two more, uh, um, two more characters to the whole LGBTQIA. Now it's 2S LGBTQIA for people that feel like they have two spirits in them. And so I'm telling you, there's an attack. You know, you, watch this. If you've never seen this, and I know this is not necessarily what we're going to talk about today, but I'm going to hit it before we get into it is that look in the Bible and look, look throughout history. Anytime there was a, a, a promise of what God wanted to do in the future, what happened? Evil men came after the children. Evil men came after the children. What did Pharaoh do in Moses' day? Started killing all of the children. There's a deliverer coming, the prophecy. Kill all the children. Came after the children. What did Herod do in Jesus' day? There's a king coming. Kill all the children. Kill all the babies. That's what, that's what a spirit of antichrist and anti-God does. Comes after the children in that way. Look at, look at Hitler. Hitler understood. I've got to control the young people. I have to control the minds of the youth. What do you think? What do you think the incinerations of the 1940s were all about? Burning books. So that only thing that you'll hear is the propaganda from our government because we're going to control the minds of the young people so that they believe what we tell them to believe. And as they grow, they'll do what we want them to do. It's the same thing that's happening today. It's the same thing that's happening today. Control the minds of the young people so that they'll do what we want them to do. It's exactly what's going on. It's exactly what's going on. And it's demonic. It's absolutely demonic. And so that's why I refuse to play into it. Sue Petty said, we Christian public school teachers have a huge responsibility to not participate in the lie, protect the innocence. I totally agree. Totally I agree. I totally agree. It has to be done. And I know they make it hard for they you They make too. it very hard. They make it very hard to do. I mean, there's people I was watching, uh, not to mention what's happening with our public schools. You know, you look at some of the public schools in these cities, it's like, it's a, it's a cesspool. Uh, your kids aren't even safe in public schools from other students. And uh, I was watching some of the comments and moms and dads were saying, you know what? I've worked three jobs. I saw one lady, right? I, I worked two and a half jobs as a single mom so that my child can go to a private school and it's worth every single second that I work. 
That was that was her comment on on seeing some of these things happening in public schools. Whether it's public private schooling, whether it's homeschooling, more and more people are doing it because they recognize I'm not turning my children over uh, to this to this world's system. I know. I'm not turning them over. You know, and there's people that well, we send our kids in there to be a light. It's like your kids don't even know the Bible. You know, I mean, if if your kids do, praise God. But I mean, if you got a lot of kids, you got you got young people going off to college and university at that age that don't know enough of the Bible to not be talked out of it by professors in a university. And they go into college uh, on fire for God and a Christian, and they come out not even believing the Bible's true because some professor in a lecture talked them out, in one lecture talked them out of the inerrancy of scripture. Because they don't even know, they don't, at a college age, they don't even know enough to go into a university and keep their faith. And we think a second grader is gonna go into a public school and have all of this garbage thrown at them day after day after day and think that they're going to come out. You better be praying and fasting. You better be praying and fasting because the devil is after the next generation. That's why we, we refuse people. They they can't understand why we go so hard. Well, you guys ever go home? Yeah, we go home, but let me tell you something. We're on the go because we understand there's a generation that needs to be shaken by the power of God. There's a generation of people right now that need to be shaken by the power of God. And that's where we're not, we refuse. That's why we refuse to, to, you know, it's like the launch of Miracle Word Church. This is not going to be some church where it's just come be entertained, come hear a self-help message, you know, come, just come be encouraged. No, this is not a TED talk. We're standing up and believing God for the miraculous in our lives, the miraculous in our nation, South Florida, as we travel this nation, other nations. We're believing God that the miraculous, you know, Car- you know, when Carolyn ministers as well, she's getting ready to do again, uh, coming up in Crawfordsville, by the way, ladies, what is it? June the 10th? Yeah. June the Saturday 10th. Saturday at four. Uh, at four o'clock. If you can get there, you need to be there. But it's not, it's like, hey ladies, just come be encouraged by yourself. No, there's a fire in I her belly. I do that. <laughs> there's a fire in her <laughs> belly to see people changed. You know, I mean, you talked about it. I was doing uh, those videos for Tiffany the other day, and she was like, you're not mad enough. (laughs) Get mad. She's like, you need to think about something you've done and get mad. It's true, because that's been your desire from the beginning. Because you want to see a change. It's it's to not just come and have some little gathering. People getting swindled by the world system. And it's like, why do they have to have a louder voice? Why do they have to be stronger? Why do they have to give their input and we just take it? Like, why do we have to take it? Right. We're not, not going to take, take it. it. Ah. No. We're not we- going to take it. I, th- I literally came in my head. Well, you don't get this on a normal <laughs> broadcast. I'm just, just telling you, you can't get this everywhere, okay? You know, if you just played that song more, you guys would be really, you know. Liz said, I can help you be mad. <laughs> Liz is my girl. Um, but seriously, we, you have to have, you have to like, now is the time, if you didn't before, get a Holy Ghost backbone. And then with your kids, with your family. I always, always try to, when I tell the women I speak to, like, why do we not operate? Why do we not parallel the natural and the supernatural? We get so mad in the natural with things. We'll get mad at somebody who honks at us at a stoplight, or we'll get mad if we didn't get our discount that we were promised, or we'll sit on the phone for eight hours to get that $200 rebate back. But in in the supernatural comes, we kind of just like take it. We deal with our kids. Oh, well, this is what the pediatrician said, and oh, this is what the, 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 class decided you know this is a good age for them to learn this subject it's like no it's not you're the parent god gave you your children he gave you your family to be in charge of he gave you a mind to be in charge of your own self like let's get a holy ghost back backbone now and be like listen it doesn't line up with the word of god it's not what the holy spirit directed me and my family to do so no i'm not gonna take it y'all need to play that part of the song today and get a fire back in your eyes because that's what's happening we are just starting to be like uh, here's the here's the river, the flow, and we're gonna be the fish that go with the flow. No, be the salmon. Yeah, it's be easy. the salmon. It's easy <laughs> the to go. The salmon with the flow. goes against the flow. The salmon fights hard to get up the river, just jumping over the rocks. Yeah, be that. 
Exactly. It's easy to go with the flow. Anybody easy. can do that. It's easy. That's that's why anybody can serve the devil. Anybody, <laughs> anybody can serve the devil. Anybody can can just go along with the anti-Christ, anti-God agenda. Anybody can. Uh, Angie said, I think Target made you a lot more women kids. start, up, start to stand up. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, why, but why does it have to get to the kids for us to get mad? You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Like, why do we all have to be like, oh, they made a onesie? You know what I mean? Like, no. They're making adult bathing suits where men have to tuck their junk in to act like a woman. Well, I always tell Ted, these, these guys who want to be women, let's just stand in a line and kick them between the legs and remind them real fast they're a man. <laughs> That's why I don't, I don't understand. Like, we don't have to wait till the kids get messed with to get mad. Get mad at everything else before we get to the kids. What is My a woman? My watch wo- fell off on that one. <laughs> what is a woman? Let's do the kick test. <laughs> That's what I always tell them. I'm like, let's do a kick test. Let's start punching where it hurts for girls and guys to remind them. Jog in their memory. Nobody goes and gets a brain transplant when they do this transgender surgery. So let's just fix it with a kick and a punch. Can you say that in June? And I don't. Said it. The kick test. This isn't this isn't on finances. What, what are we going back to what, what you invited me for? Because I mean I'm happy doing this one too. I I'm just like we don't we don't. That's right, Scott. The Crocodile Dundee test. I love Crocodile <laughs> I Dundee movies. They're used to my favorite. I've always been obsessed with alligators for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Alex said the stuff we hear at home that people need to hear from Pastor Carolyn. <laughs> <laughs> the kick test. What is a woman? Well, apply the kick test. Uh, I'm not kidding. The results are in. Not a woman. (laughs) I'm just saying. Oh, Lord. Yeah. (laughs) Time for a new shirt. There you go, Alex. Kick test. (laughs) We need it now in June. Get Jared on it right now. Be the salmon. I like that one, too. Um... Can I use that analogy, Carolyn, with my circle of people? Take it and run with Take it. Take it and run. Um, <laughs> Caitlin said, just have Pastor's head come back at the end talking about finances. Um, <laughs> Zach said, well, YouTube, it's been great. I'll kick YouTube, if this If this video doesn't get flagged, then YouTube's just not doing their job. Um, but <laughs> it, it's true. You, when are you going to... See, I think it's sad. This, this is a, What she said is a very true thing. It's sad, but why... The reason that it takes things like that happening is because you can be lulled to sleep. You know, it's almost like um, you, you, you slowly add things into the culture and people get used to them little by little, right? Little by little by little. And then you find out, man, we're so deep into this. I didn't realize it was going to get to this point. The problem is the devil seems to have overplayed his hand because... It's a whole different level when unbelievers are pushing back against the spirit of the world. It's not just Christians. When unbelievers, when people that are dead in their trespasses and sins are pushing back against the spirit of this world, you know that the devil has overplayed his hand. Because uh, how it, you know, it's one thing for someone who is uh, a new creation in Christ, who has the conviction of the Holy Spirit to stand and know those things are wrong and stand against them. But it's a whole different thing when you've gone so far that even people who, who don't have the Holy Spirit, who are dead in trespasses and sins, are literally saying, this is too much. This is too much. And that's where we're at right now. You don't just have Christians standing up. You've got everybody standing up. Everybody is, is, is upset. Um, and I'm just telling you. That's how you know. God's not done with America. <laughs> you don't have to be a Christian. We're not too to far gone. To be fed up with that stuff. You need a brain. You have a I brain, agree. you're fed up with it. But I don't like that it has to get to the point where it's now, 
oh, well, we just made onesies and now everybody's mad. Oh, the kids in a pride jacket advertised on L.L. Bean and now I'm mad. It's like this has been forced in everyone's face and the down kid, their throat. Who was the, like, why are we just now mad about it? What was the what was the fashion brand that had the kid on the couch, but all the sex toys were in the advertisement? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't like, know. They were I like just don't empty. know. They were like all their stores were empty after that. Well, all it around. was the one I just sent you of L.L. Bean, and it was like this drag queen, you know, jumping with long hair and whatever. And then it was the same outfit was advertised in on a kid Balenciaga. In the sec- That's right. In the section of of kids' clothes. I'm returning all my sock shoes. The title should be Ted and Carolyn airing facts. Yeah, Balenciaga. <laughs> That's right. It was Balenciaga. And, and, you know, then they quickly apologized. They knew what they were doing. You know how long those are planned? You know how long those photo shoots and advertisements it's are planned? It's so dumb. I told him, like, oh, I was we're like, sorry, we didn't realize that that was going to be in the picture. Like, you plan the whole photo shoot. It's like June 1st, and it's like a barf sesh. It's like, who? Big deal. Like, I jumped on Facebook, and it was a Banana Republic ad. Two dudes with three kids. I was like, you know. In Banana Republic clothes. Man, I can so tell you dumb. this, it's not going to be You a, can't have kids. I gave up on Banana Republic a long time ago. <laughs> it's not it's not like hard to like leave them behind. No. But I'm just saying like it it, it it's just stupid. It's stupid. It's like great. Let me wow. grab these $180. Thanks khakis. Obama. Now we're really getting this down cuz he's <laughs> the one that made it that way. Where are you at YouTube censors? Since this. <laughs> I kept my hands down. <laughs> Censor this. Um, it's just, it's foolishness. Now we're rethinking having Carolyn on the broadcast today. Just going to be honest with you. I, uh, I thought it was going to be a good idea at the beginning. And I just want to take this time to just publicly separate myself from her views. The views of Carolyn Shuttlesworth are not the views of everyone at this table. No, I'm just kidding. I feel exactly how she does. Um, but it's true. She's the hype man, Liz said. You know, she's probably part Puerto Rican, Liz. I'm starting to realize at this point. I found a switchblade in her pants. <laughs> Go back. What did Zach say? I might just have Ted join me at two. He said, ads app live streaming to the planning meeting agenda. We may be going all in app at this point. Um but it's true. It's absolutely true because you can see it now more clearly than ever. The devil hates families. The devil hates families. I mean, it's, 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 how could it be more clear? You know, when you had the BLM, one of the things BLM wanted to do oh, is to snap. destroy the nuclear family. Like, seriously? Get men out of the homes? I saw some. <laughs> Tiff's leaving. <laughs> I saw some. I saw some somebody the other day on a podcast was like that was like uh, all these women were sitting around a table. We don't need men. We don't need men. There was like one man at the table. He's like, ah, uh, oh, we need actually men. you do. He was like, oh, <laughs> all of the infrastructure that you've seen built around society I need was man. built by men. You railroads. Need you. Thank you. Man, oh, we're like, talking about hard work. That's not like a big head. <laughs> um. <laughs> It's true. He's like, no, we need it. And we need women. And Jessica Burton said, who's going to take my trash out? Women can take trash out too, Jessica. Just yeah, kidding. Jessica, equality, <laughs> equity. What's your problem? Can you say that in June? Um, but, but it's absolutely true. It's like, we need men. We need women. People, it's like, I don't understand why, why, why the competition? Why are we trying? Why the competition? You know, it's, it's funny how I was listening to somebody the other day um, talk, talking to somebody about this on a podcast. They're like, you know, it's crazy how we're trying to separate men and women as though we're, we're in competition. And it's like for all of the years previous to this, as, as society was building, as uh, civilization was building, uh, you don't look back and see how they were all in competition. They were all working together just to survive, just to survive life and civilization for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, they weren't like working separately as they met women only just men. They were working together just literally to survive in civilization, to make life possible. And uh, it's it's mind-blowing. See, that's how you know it's part of that demonic agenda, to, to separate and to divide 
uh, even men and women. Look how the devil works. Separate and divide people based upon their gender. Separate and divide people based upon their perceived gender. Separate and divide people based upon their sexuality. Separate and divide people based on their skin color, their race. Separate and divide people based on their political beliefs. Separate and divide people based on religion. And you see all these things that uh, the devil uses to try to drive a wedge in between. That's why uh, I can't stand, you hear me all the time, I don't believe in white churches or black churches or Puerto Rican churches or Jamaican churches. I just believe in Holy Ghost churches. Because you, how crazy is it that you can be in a diverse society and have a church of only white people, a church of only black people, a church of only Puerto Rican people, a Korean people. No, the gospel doesn't just reach one type of person. The gospel reaches everybody. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men, not some men, all men, not particular type of men, all men unto me. The gospel reaches everybody. That's how, that's how it works. Everybody. Everybody. Well, I had Carolyn on here today. I thought we were going to talk about But, well, it does make, make, make sense because... We can bring this around. Well, no, it, it, it does because when you're talking about the family, you're talking <laughs> about unity, you know, we've been dealing all week about uh, and with the obstacles that stand in the way of people's financial blessing, financial increase, financial freedom. That's one of the reasons I want Carolyn because if you're not on the same page in your home, then you have problems. There's, there's problems in the home. There's friction. If you don't, if you're not on the same page with your husband, same page with your wife, there is friction. You know, it'd be a terrible thing if she was this big, generous giver and I was this hoarder, this stingy hoarder that every time that she wanted to go and, and tithe and every time that she wanted to go and give and I'm at home like, I don't want, I don't want you giving all our money to the church. I don't, I, I'm tired of you all giving a 10% of my income to the, you know, there's going to be friction. There's going to be issues. You know, and I know, I know people deal with that. Do you remember that lady that we were when we were in um, North Carolina that time? And she said, um, I, I, I'm a tither, I'm a giver. My husband's never really believed the in it. The one that won the sweepstakes? That won the sweepstakes. And she was like, I've just been praying for, for the Lord to, to give my husband a sign so that he could see that, like, God blesses us for our giving and our tithing. Yeah. And she had entered into... Uh, a sweepstakes at a grocery store, a local grocery store. But she had store. never really, she was kind of new to being a Christian. And it wasn't until you came to the church that she kind of like got that teaching of tithing and, and offering, mm-hmm. two separate things. And um, she partnered with our ministry. She came and she was at the tent meeting. Yep. That's because that's where she got the good news. Yeah. And she, her husband was like, that doesn't work. And yeah. You know, and and gave her gave her a hard time, and um, but I think she also works, so she just ended up. T- she said, "I'm going to tie it again from my from, income from what from what she brought in," and then she won second place at the grocery store sweepstakes that she just put her name in and yeah. got a check for ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand dollars. It's so funny because she said, "I came home from work. You know, my her, my husband had been giving me a hard time about tithing and giving and everything." And I was praying that God would show him by a sign that, that, you know, he blesses us for our tithing and for our giving. She comes home from work and he's kind of sitting there with like a, he's sitting there with like a, a, a sheepish look on his face. And he said, check the voicemail. You got a voicemail. So he gets, she listens to this voicemail. It's the news that she went, she won second place at the sweepstakes at the grocery store, which is $10,000. And he, she said, he was like, maybe this giving stuff does work. <laughs> And it was like, it was like for her a breakthrough because there's nothing worse. And if you've ever had to deal with it. A lot, a lot of people, it's not like an unusual thing. No, it's common. Thing. It, it, it's actually extremely common and prevalent amongst many families. Yeah. And marriages and um, that they're not on the same page. At all. And it's sad because it's one of the things the Bible calls it a ministry at grace. There's a giving grace. There's a, it, giving is a ministry that every Christian is to enter into. It's a ministry of giving. In fact, let me, let me read that real quick. It's, it's in uh, 2 Corinthians 8. Paul wrote this to the Corinthian church. Accordingly, we urge Titus, this is 2 Corinthians 8, 6, and 7, and 8. We urge Titus that he, uh, as he had started, so he should complete among you this act of grace. It's the giving grace. But as you excel in everything, faith, speech, knowledge, 
in all earnestness and in our love also for you, see that you excel in this act of grace also. I say this not as a command, but to prove the earnestness of others that your love also is genuine. So Paul's saying, don't, don't excel in every other grace, the, uh, as, as he, and then he lists them, the, the grace of faith and speech and knowledge and all earnestness and love and miss out on your giving grace, continuing your giving grace and to show that your love is genuine. So uh, your giving's a ministry, it's a grace that's, that's upon your life. It would be terrible to have that situation where, for example, Carolyn is this generous giver. She's a tither. And then here I am at home trying to resist everything she's doing in the kingdom. Stop tithing. Stop giving my money to that church. Stop sowing seeds. And, and there, when you come into that unity, this is one of the areas where you can see that there's a, a roadblock to blessing because you see people fighting over and having friction over that agreement. And one of the things that I do greatly appreciate about her is that she's a generous giver. She's always been a generous giver. And, um, you know, there's times, I've mentioned this on the broadcast, but there's times where, um, you know, because we'll talk to each other a lot of times. And there, there have been times That's where good. we're about our giving. Oh. There's, been, there's been times where I've felt one amount, but you felt a different amount that was larger. And I'll just say, you know what, just go with, with what you feel. You're like, oh, but I felt to do this. But then there's been other times where I felt to do something and you didn't feel something to do something that large, but you said, just do the, the larger thing, do what you feel to do. Yeah. We've always opted for the larger thing. I always feel an exact number, so I just err on the side of caution, which is he's the head and he knows the best, so. But I've, but I've, <laughs> so done, the same, I've done the same thing, though, because there's been times where I had a, an amount in my spirit and you felt, I felt to give double that. Well, then I'm like, well, then do it. Then let's do it. Because the Holy Spirit is never, ever going to put you in a place of trouble. I mean, that, that's like the opposite of his nature. He's never going to tell you, give this, and then all of a sudden you're struggling and you can't pay any bills. And you can't. He never will do that to you. That was something you, you didn't do it. You didn't do it right. There was something given out of flesh. It was it, you weren't you, you weren't following the Holy Spirit. If that is the outcome of after your giving, because he will never put you in a predicament where now you can't do. And now it's going to set you back. And he's and now you're going to be in a place of struggle. Yeah, he's not giving you instructions to cause you to struggle. No, he wants you to be blessed. Right. And you never have to be nervous to be like, is this, is this the right thing? Is this the voice? You're, you can just by process of elimination. The devil doesn't want you to give it. Right. Your flesh is fighting back against you wanting to give it. So it's got to be the voice of the Holy Spirit. The devil doesn't want you giving into the kingdom of God. And a lot of times your flesh wars against the spirit. So your flesh is fighting back. Like, I, I don't know if I want to, I don't know if I want to release. No. And then the spirit's leading you to do, do what he's asking you to do. Just by process of elimination, you can tell that it's the Lord uh, speaking to you. And I like what you said because um, I was reading through that. I actually dealt with somebody this week, just kind of gave them an answer. Second Corinthians eight, listen to uh, verses 11 and 12. This is very interesting. Very, very interesting. He said, um, now you should finish what you started. Let the eagerness you showed in the beginning be matched now by your giving. Give in proportion to what you have. I teach that all the time. Give in proportion to what you have. Look at verse 12. Whatever you give is acceptable if you give it eagerly and give according to what you have, not what you don't have. That's verse 12. Give according to what you have and not what you don't have. I feel like there's people that think that, you know, the Holy Spirit wants you to somehow give something you don't have to give. He's not asking you to give what you don't have. He's asking you to give what you have. But yeah. notice that verse 11. Give in proportion to what you have. We've thought that for a long time, that that's how God judges your seeds. Not, he, not by the, the seed you release, by what you have left over. Right. It's given proportion to what you have. Right. Because every offering is not the same. You know, if, if you looked at Carolyn and I and, and sitting next to each other, and let's say we weren't married, we were, uh, we were sep separate people with separate jobs and separate careers, and, I, and we both give $1,000 in the offering, they're not the same offering if I have $1,700 in the bank and she has 1.2 million, it's not the same offering. It looks the same on the envelope, looks the same on the, on the, the online giving, but it's not the same in reality to God's eyes. Why? 
because we're giving in proportion to what we have. For me, it's a massive step of faith to sow a thousand of my $1,700. For her, she doesn't even feel the, the offering of $1,000 with $1.2 million in the bank. So notice what he's teaching. Give in proportion to what you have. It's about what you have, not what you don't have. And so God looks at that. Every offering that's sown, God looks at it in proportion to what you have. And we've always pushed each other to go further. Talk about that. Because we've, we've, we've pushed each other to go higher every year and with every offering. Yeah, so like a few years back, we had just finished paying off some stuff. And I was like, oh, you know, because you should. There should be a, a, a marriage financial table. Communication is everything. If you aren't talking to each other, if you, you know, I, I get it. There's going to be husbands and wives that aren't on the same page. And the majority of the time, that's usually an unsaved husband or wife, you know, that are not on the, on the same page. But if you are both serving the Lord and both in this together, then you need to, to talk it out. You need to talk finances. It, it, don't make it scary. Don't make it private. You need to talk finances. You talk budgets. You talk giving. You talk this. It, there should be a communication comes along with unity. And so when, the, when we had finished paying some stuff off, I thought, oh, wow, well, here, the month budget changes, this and that. And, but it was the, that beginning of the year, a few years back, the Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to sow into these two men of God. And um, I was like, oh, yeah, I like to sow, but that, I, 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 now I'm going to have more, more this month because now those things have been paid off. Mm-hmm. And he and, and, and literally a check on my spirit was, well, you have no problem paying off these companies to to get out of whatever you're trying to get out of. So, I mean, like, what is it? Why, why would it be any different? Why are you now wanting to save it? Right. And I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> so I quickly text him and told him what the Lord said. And I said, the Lord said to sow into what these men like what their life is. These are these are the Seeds things. These are the things that you want in your ministry. These are the things you want in your life. This is how you want to operate. So these two particular men of God. Well, it it's it's our pastor Bishop Rick and and Ted's uh, mom and dad for what they have in their life. Now you're free to give them a seat of honor. So you know, in, in the natural, you could be like, well, wait a second, I just. I just paid off this stuff and I want to be able to have the extra or it's been a lifestyle. So just continue it. But now (laughs) that money is not going to some stupid company. It's now going as a seat of honor. So now my harvest is going to be and it has been right. Like ever since doing that, it has opened the door to so many things in our life, so many blessings, so many uh, extra avenues of income. And it's just simply, we took that and instead of saying, well, now we don't have to pay this out monthly, let's hang on to that. We are like, nope, what we were paying out monthly, let's continue that, we're already in the flow of it, and let's do seeds of honor, and, and it has not been a mistake. So it's not our tithe, it's not our offering to the church, it's not our giving to the poor, it's a fourth thing, seeds of honor, seeds of honor. We still pay our tithes. And, we still and it doesn't give have to be monthly. Uh, you right, have no, no. to go by, that's what I'm saying. The Holy Spirit will instruct you on, on when to do that. Right. For us, for he, he, so the Holy Spirit knows what you need to be equipped with for your particular life, for what you, for who you are on your path and your purpose for God. So we can't, when you hear us talk about these things and testimonies, that should boost your faith to have even greater hearing to be like, well, what does the Holy Spirit want me to do for my life? He might not ask you to do seeds of honor monthly, like he asked us, but the Lord knows what we need to be equipped with for the next thing that we have to do in life, for the next step of ministry, for the next step in our personal life. He knew what we needed to do Mm -hmm. and for what we needed to sow, but it could be a a seed here and there throughout the year. As you're led by the Spirit. It's just important that you are able to release that seed Uh, to receive a harvest back. Right. So again, it's not our tithe. It's not our offering to the church. It's not our giving to the poor. It's a fourth thing. It's a seed of honor. 
And God honors, when you honor God's men and women, God honors you. Because you know what it is? It's like I am, I think of it this way, it's like I am agreeing with God's choice. God chose them. God anointed them. God set them apart. God is using them. It's like me aligning myself and saying, God, thank you for calling them. Thank you for using them. Thank you for sending them. I am honoring the ones that you've honored. And I'm telling you, it works. It's, it is, uh, you know, you could, if you want to, you can go and look at, uh, if you want, so where's that in the Bible? Go to Galatians chapter six and look at verse um, uh, seven, where the Bible tells us, and even before that, go to verse, verses six. Uh, and, and look how the Bible says it this way. Let the one, this is verse six, let the one who is taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches. Amen. Share all good things with the one who teaches. So that's what we're doing. We've been taught. We've been blessed by these men. So you know what we're doing? We're sharing good things with the one who teaches. Natural things. Share all good things. So that's what we're doing. It's a seat of honor bringing a seat of honor. And I'll tell you every time that we've done it, God blessed us. One time, this was years ago, um, I was in a, a meeting with Bishop David Oyedepo and the Lord spoke to us uh, to specifically to give $10,000 to uh, not his ministry, but to him personally, to him personally. And, um, and so as he was leaving the convention center, we were waiting, I was waiting, she wasn't at that meeting, but I was waiting in the hallway. And when he went by, I just said, God bless you. We love you and handed him that uh, offering. And I can tell you something from that day of, of sowing that seed into his life, everything for our ministry went to another level financially, everything. Oh, of course I would Griffin. Uh, she said, he said, you'd even say the, the alabaster box was really a seat of honor. Absolutely. Presented her gift to honor him. It was for his burial. It didn't go into the kingdom of God. It wasn't for the, uh, you know, the temple. It wasn't, no, honored Jesus personally, alabaster bucks. And so uh, after we did that, right? I mean, we just saw like exponential increase financially in the ministry. Everything's gone to another level. Yeah. I mean, just, just see, never stop tithing, never stop giving. But it's just being consistent with consistent. it. Consistent. Because, I mean, I, I always tell people like, we didn't start off that way when we first got married. No. It, we get it. We we were the paycheck to paycheck. We were, you know, had had some debt, had to save to get out of it. Had I mean, we we experienced all of that. Sure. But what the difference was is we never let our giving decrease yeah. and we never we never let that ever become a thought. You know, it's like give up something else before yeah. you give up your seeds. Oh, for sure. Well, always give up something else. Talk, we talk always about we have we always have room to go through and I still to this day. I mean, we live a completely different uh, life than we did when we first got married. It should it should be better, you know, by now. And so, but I still to this day <laughs> we still go through stuff. We still I'll be like not problems. She's saying we go through the finances no, and cut things out. No, I still out. am like that. And it's like, if it's something we don't need, <laughs> we it doesn't mean we can't, you know, whatever. No. It just, I'm I'm very like, I want to be smart with our money. I don't I, I'd rather I have that to. money to sow than to some subscription so, that I'm not even using anymore. I'm sorry. Can you say that again? No. Please. No. Please. I'd rather have that money to sow. I don't hear anybody in, the, in here. Not that he doesn't sow. He's just... Love subscriptions. <laughs> it's his love language. <laughs> That's the sixth love language. If you have never read that book, the sixth love language is subscriptions. <laughs> but it's stewardship. No, and so we just we go through, and it's like, okay, that's not needed right now. That's not needed right now. And and that and you, everybody has to do that. Millionaires do that. I'd I like mean, to, that's why. <laughs> I'd like to say thank you to all the people at Harry's. I have like 270 razors under my sink at the house. Um, just waiting to be used. But for some reason, I keep using the same razor for like four months at a time. I don't, True story. I don't understand. And face wash and me, cream from me, whatever brand that let, keeps coming. Let me just tell you. It thank, keeps I coming. Cancel that. I cancel that. Yeah, but you said that, but it's still coming. <laughs> I found out I didn't cancel it. 
See? I knew it, Tiff. It was, it was this stupid box keeps showing up at my house of face. It's like a men's box of face wash and lotion and toner and all but this stuff. Let me tell stuff. you, my face is cleaner than it's you, ever been. There's 10 boxes. I, they just kept getting stacked, stacked next to his sink. Thank you, Harry's. And, and, for all the razors. Ted's set for life on having oh, the no. best facial routine now, for a Erica, year and a half. A lot of you have been asking about my skincare routine. Um, <sighs> the thing Erica is, said I recall something about Planet Fitness. Oh, yeah, that's the um, thing. Get, uh, Erica, <laughs> he's actually now subscribed to two gyms that he doesn't go to. Two gyms. We're at two gyms now. Anyone got three? Three. Four? Can I get a four? We got a taker for a four? Taking care of the temple is very important. Um, uh, Christine asked earlier, what about... Oh, I make about, allowances, Janine. I make those allowances. Christine was asking. <laughs> <laughs> he should, Caitlin. And you know what? He has enough to, subs to, to, to mail out so every other guy who's watching him can participate in the tutorial. Oh, men's, men's, uh, men's table at the Father's Day. <laughs> well, now you can't do it. Um... Uh, yeah, I'm getting, where's, how come it's Tiff and, and, and Carolyn in here and there's no guys from the team in here just showing moral support in the back. Zach, Zach also has two gym memberships and so does Ralph and so does Alex, okay? So, we just believe in the overflow. Listen, Christina asked earlier, um, <laughs> Exxon said it's the thought that counts. Um, Is it? Christina said earlier, what about when God tells you to give all you have? We were talking about like, God, he's never going to put you in a position. It's not to harm you. And it's not to harm you. But I feel like that's something that happens every now and then in your life. Yeah, it's but not. But it's not something that happens all the time. Even in our ministry in life, that's only happened to us, what, once or twice? Twice. Twice. Where the Lord spoke to us to give every single thing we had. It's not because a regular you, occurrence. You, there, there is a money test. There are tests. I know people are like, they get the word test mixed up. You know what I mean? They apply it to the wrong thing. They'll, they'll, they'll use it f towards healing, and that's not a thing. He doesn't test you with healing, that he redeemed you from that. But there is, there is a such thing as a money test. He's going to see, can you give it, or does your heart, you know, wh right. where, where does your heart stand? That's right. Can you let it go? And so early on in our ministry, when it was the point that was like, are we, are we in this? Like, are we really in this? Are and we I told really, that story this week. Uh, uh, so are we going to give it or not? We, we give it. Except you tell the story wrong. Well, <laughs> I meant to tell you We're that. not going over that, but what we are going to talk about <laughs> is the fact that God will sometimes give you an instruction. I mean, most God of will it, sometimes give most an instruction of it was right. To set, he to just give a, kind of forgets. To give all like, you he, have. He gets for, forgets people, places, and things. That's it. And and, and amounts and, are right. So yes. I mean, that part's there you true. Go. Um, oh. But it's true <laughs> that God will speak to you. There, but for us, it's only been See, like Zach, once or I'm twice. See, Zach, I'm crushing dreams too. <laughs> once early on, and the second second time, but that's really been it. Mm -hmm. Because it's not about, there are, as a, every time there's a change of levels. I feel like it happens when you've changed levels multiple times. I think he's tested us this year in that way. Not to the point of draining the account, right. but giving extremely large amounts yeah. when we are doing the biggest thing we're yep. getting ready to no do. No question. In, I mean, like, we sowed an, a very large seed at the beginning of um, the year in mm -hmm. our Word of the Lord yes, we did. Uh, meeting uh, to the fact where the pastor called and was like, Are, like you, you're in the middle of starting a church. Like, this is a chunk of change that you could be using to start the church. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and then just last week, you know, we gave well, an even that, larger amount. In April, we sold another large amount. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, last, it's yeah. not always about draining the account, but right. it's like, the, you know, you got this major thing that's getting ready to go on that's getting ready to take a lot of money and mm -hmm. your mind goes, is this really a good idea? Like, we are going to spend it on ministry stuff. We are going to be using it for the gospel. Right. But it's like, wait a second. It, it's his thing anyway. 
Yeah, that's he, right. he ordered us to, to step into this role of pastoring. He's the one who brought the building. He's the one that's calling families down. We, we don't ask people to come down. The Holy Spirit has directed every person that's come down to come down that's right. spoken to them first. So, you know, it, like, like uh, I was going to say Brother Ted, but I'll never call you No, you that. say it. You say <laughs> Just it. Like, it's Pastor Ted. So many you. things. Evangelist Ted. Pastor, Pastor Ted. Evangelist Apostle Ted. Snoop. Say it. <laughs> you say it. Um, that I don't want to kiss the ring. I thought you were going to give me dats. <laughs> Get out of here with that. <laughs> now I don't even Arch know what Deacon. I was going to. But it's true. But he's going to ask you to do things when it's uncomfortable and doesn't seem Right. So, oh, that's what I was going to say is you always say what he orders, he pays for. That's right. God pays for what he orders. So he's ordered this. Right. And I it's have to give thing. it knowing, hey, it's his thing. That's what. I, that's what, how it's I think his, of it. It's his thing. It's not thing. my church. It's not her church. It's not our church. It's his church. It's his church. We it's work his for vision. him and he says, give it, give it. I'll provide. That's so. right. Brian Hankins said, Brother Ted and Sister Carolyn. <laughs> Love you, Ryan. That's right. That's, it's exactly true because uh, it's his thing. He'll take care of it. it. It's not my responsibility. It's his responsibility. It's, he's the one that ordered it. He's the one that called us. He's the one that directed us. We're just being obedient right. to what he told us to do. That's all we have to do. Just being, just being obedient. But, Our you know, job really is the easiest. We, um, we push ourselves. No pressure on us. You know, we've done this for a lot of years where it's like, We've, we've made it. And this is one thing I will tell us. What? My arm is so shaky. I was like drinking Jeez. my coffee. I can't work out like three times a day. <laughs> um, she's doing my workouts for me. And yeah. I'm um, Somebody has to use the gym membership <laughs> that we're paying for. It's just that when you wake up in the morning and you look this good. I think it's just you start like to a wonder, mental do thing. Do I even need a gym? I'm signed up for two gyms. You know, it's I like God created. It's a mental thing. I'm signed up for two gyms, so I don't need to go to the gym because I'm signed up glorious. for two gyms. Um, but the truth, the truth being this, we've done it for so many years where we've created a God first home. Yes. It's a God first home. It's a, it's a, it's a kingdom first mentality. And that's, that's exactly what we've created. And we, we do that with our spending. You know, we don't, you know, we don't spend it all on us and eat our seed and like put God last and li give little offerings and do little things. Then we're over here buying big stuff and going on these huge trips and doing all this stuff, making our thing huge and God's thing small. Like that's, that's a way to go down in life very, very quickly it is to re neglect God's thing, neglect what God's word says, take all of what God gives you and and consume it upon yourself, eat your seed, consume it, and then just tip God here and there. Oh, here's a little offering, Lord. Here's a $40 in the offering plate. Meanwhile, we just went out, spent, you know, $13,000 on some trip to somewhere and, you know, did, did all the best stuff. And we'll come back to church, Lord. Here's $100. Don't spend it all in one place, Lord. It's like, that's how people live. They, they put themselves first. And they put their desires first and they put their, their wants first. And that's right. Where your treasure is, that, that there will you, your heart will be also. And my heart is in the kingdom of God. Her heart is in the kingdom of God. Our desire is in the kingdom of God. And so we, we have created a God first, kingdom first home. She knows it as well as I do. You know, this will never happen because the Lord takes care of us, but I mean, if it came down to, you know, would we have food to eat what, you know, for dinner or, or would we pay our tithes? We would be fasting and God would get his tithes because, and, and we'll never be in that position. Alex owes, owes us a lot of dinners. <laughs> yeah. But, so. but the Lord knows, the Lord knows we'd always put him first and we'll never be in that position. But I'm going to tell you something. He knows where our hearts are that it wouldn't matter what he gets his. Yeah. The Lord gets his. He, we will never be the ones to consume it upon our own lusts, ever. It's God first. And then because it's been God first, the Lord has blessed us with so many other things that he added to our lives. I mean, that's what the Matthew 6, 33 is all about. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. 
That's the God first mentality. That's the kingdom first mentality. And those of you that have watched for any period of time, you know that we have that goal for ourselves. I've put it in the comments before, hashtag kingdom slice. Kingdom slice. If you looked at all of your finances in a pie chart, you can see this much goes to rent or mortgage. This much goes to insurance. This much goes to whatever. I want the largest slice of the pie to be the kingdom slice. This is how much goes out in tithes and offerings. This is how much goes out in blessing the poor. Here's my seeds of honor. I want my largest slice of the you pie. You should always be checking that. That always the year. check it. See where you're at. Check on yourself. How? How? Not just my tithes. We don't have to. We know what our tithes are. We don't have to pray about tithes. We calculate <laughs> tithes. And I'm going to post that today. But we don't. We don't pray about tithes. We calculate tithes. But my offerings, check your offerings. Where, where have my offerings been? How's my giving life been? You know, people check their investments. They check everything. Where, where, have, where, have, my, where have my offerings been? Am I doing more for the Lord than I used to? Or am I doing less than I used to? And that's something we check on. Well, let's finish by talking about the two things that we, that we do yearly, which is we always give, we shoot to give more, and we've always done it, than the year before, cumulatively. Mm -hmm. But we also step out to give the largest one-time offerings than we've ever given. Just to prove to the Lord, we'll never go backwards. Doesn't matter what level you raise us to, it'll never be too much to release into the kingdom. It'll never be too much. Yeah, it's it, everything that we're teaching is something you have to work at doing. You have to create that lifestyle to do. It doesn't just, you know, sometimes I think people see where people are and they didn't either know them before, or they didn't like go through the process, so they yeah. they don't they don't see the work and the creating and this is what we're going to do and we're not going to do this and we're going to communicate and we're going to give this to get where you are. There's always a place for you to start doing what God's asked you to do, to start giving. There's al always a time for that. I love how people say, call you an overnight success. They've been like an overnight success after but 20 people, years of, do of doing what the Lord's told you to do. Man, it's just but, powerful, the I mean, overnight people success. people do that. They see where people are now. Yeah. They didn't see how, like, like, that's, like that's why I made mention to say, like we, we didn't start out that way. No. We were no, we, not we've continued where we are on. Now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I say that quote a lot from Pastor Mark Hankins. If you become addicted to giving, God will support your habit. And I am absolutely. That's why we stopped praying. I'll tell you, we stopped praying. I know I did for harvests, <laughs> large harvests to come back. When you start to recognize the the pattern of Scripture, the the way God's system works. I started praying, God, give us larger seeds to sow. Because that's scriptural. Second Corinthians 9, he gives seed or supplies seed to the sower. I'm a sower, Lord. Give me large seeds to sow. And he's, he's answered that prayer. He's answered that prayer over and over and over and over. Lord, give me large seeds to sow. And he has. He's put it in our hands. And when he does, we don't consume it. And say, oh, that big thing came in. Oh, maybe, maybe we should just spend. No. No, no, no. We sow it because we've been believing that God would put those seeds in our hands, but then we don't have to pray about the harvests because the harvests follow the seeds. Harvests answer to seeds. When seeds go out by faith, harvests have to come. They have to come. Right. And so we, we have set a goal for ourselves. It's a God first home. It's a, it's a kingdom priority home that we always will put God first in everything we do in everything we do, it doesn't matter what it is, in everything we do. And because of that, the blessing comes. And that's why we're, we're encouraging you today because uh, as we come this, this final day, um, I will say this fifth area, people don't make their home a kingdom first home, a God first home. And I know there's people still believing for spouses to be saved and all those things, but I mean, do it as much as you can, as you're showing them the blessing of God. It's a God first mentality. It's a kingdom first mentality. And I'll tell you, if you put God first, you cannot finish last. If you put God first, you cannot finish last. I'll finish by showing you this in um, First Samuel. 
And you have the new living, right? Yeah. Pop, yeah, pop it in the new living as well. Um, first Samuel chapter two, put this in the comments, put it in your notes, highlight it in your Bible. Um, I'm going to read it in the ESV. Then Carolyn's going to read it. You can come back to both of us, Tiff. Carolyn's going to read it in the new living translation. Um, God says this. I'll read verses 30 and 31. Actually, it's just verse 30. Um, first Samuel two thirty. Therefore, the Lord, the God of Israel declares, I promised that your house and the house of your father should go in and out before me forever. But now the Lord declares, far be it from me for those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Look at that. Those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. How does the new living say it? Pretty, pretty close. It says, uh, I promise that the branch of your tribe of Levi would always be my priest, but I will honor those who honor me and I will despise those who think lightly of me. Look at that. I'll despise those who think lightly of me. And what you do for God, your actions show him what you think. Your actions show him how you feel. That's why um, God's just simply looking for people that will obey. Just simply looking for people that will do what he asked them to do. I'm, ask, I'm asking the Lord. We, we declared, now if you didn't get this, you can get this magazine brand new, but we've been declaring all year that this is gonna be our year of transformation. That God's gonna take us from where we were and bless us so abundantly that by the time we hit December, and look back over the year, we'll be amazed to see all that God has done in 12 short months. Yeah. And then I'm believing that your family and you personally are gonna be so abundantly blessed financially that it won't even make sense in the right. natural realm. It just won't make sense. That's what we're standing in faith for. But, but we're teaching, that's why I did this week, and we're gonna make it a playlist. You can watch it on YouTube and everything, but go back through it, get these principles into your spirit believing that Lord, as I honor you, see, I love that. I will honor those who honor me. I will honor those who honor me, but those who despise me will be lightly esteemed. Did you know that our obedience actually sets us in position for, for Christ himself to manifest his presence in our lives? Cameron said, I've been claiming that since you announced it, and I've already seen so much transformed in my family and life already. And he just finished a crusade that God put on his heart, had more help than he needed to even do the crusade. God's blessing him. God's blessing him. Forever, this is John 14, 21. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he's the one who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. And that's the key right there. God's looking at our actions to see what level we place him in our lives. Is he at the highest level? Is he number one? I put God first above all else. If I do, he'll put me first. He'll put me first. Remember this, put it in your notes. God puts me where I put him. God puts me where I put him. That's exactly how it works. That's why having a God first mentality, a kingdom first home is so vital. In and fact, so, I wrote on it in the magazine yeah. this um, quarter. No, no shortages. shortages in the kingdom. You need to get this magazine just to get that one article. No shortages in the kingdom. No shortages in the kingdom. It'll build your faith. No shortages in the kingdom. He's got plenty to bless you with. Don't, th don't listen to what they're saying on the news. Don't listen to what's happening around the world. That doesn't govern your life. The kingdom of God is separate from the rest of this world. Yeah. God's got ravens coming for you. God's got ravens coming Heaven for you. Heaven doesn't need your money. That's not the point of giving. Right. It, it's to benefit your to life. To benefit your life. Here on earth. Amen. You're not just stocking up in, up in heaven. It's That's to right. benefit your life here on earth. God's it's system of blessing. It's just a test. It's just a money test. Yep. That's it. And there's, so he, he's got plenty. Just like I said, there's no shortages in the kingdom. That's right. So we're going to pray for you today, and we're going to we're going to associate. That's that's me reaching out for your hand. <laughs> Is it? You weren't just cupping, like praising the Lord. We're going to pray today. <laughs> we're going to pray for you today, and that's right, Orlando. 
Orlando's been singing the song. I've been singing that since I was at Pastor Rodney's for the Ministers and Leaders Conference. Dr. James McCurdy. Can we, can, can we get it for the end? Dr. James McCurdy, Come Money. It's on YouTube. Can you get it? I don't know if I can make it, but this restart. It's okay, because it's, it's not a video. It's just like the, the picture of his album cover with the song. It's okay. I just want to hear the song. I love the song. Dr. James McCurdy. He's, he's in heaven now. Dr. James McCurdy. Huh? The way you said that to me. <laughs> he's in heaven now. As if in one I didn't know, which he's in I now. know. <laughs> hey. <laughs> he's in heaven now. But you can, he used like, to be on the earth. Turn off your professionalism. Um, no, he's in heaven now, <laughs> Brother, Brother McCurdy. But he used to be here on the earth with us. And he wrote that. So that's the song right there, that top one, yeah. Where is he now? He's in heaven now. <laughs> we'll rejoice and see him again one day. But right now, we're going to listen to his song, Come Money. Uh, and he, he took this. It was all uh, things that uh, Pastor Rodney had preached. And... Um, and powerful revelation, but uh, they were singing it at conference. It's a great song. It's a great song. We've been playing it Orlando, every day. Orlando's been singing it, waking up, singing it in the morning. He was driving today, singing it again in his car. Uh, but I love it. And uh, so we'll play it on the way out. But let me pray for you. Flat, flat, you got it? Oh, maybe. Oh, yeah. Tiff's going to have it I'm perfectly ready. I haven't asked for it this week. Come, money. You've been playing it on Come repeat. now, money. I hear the flap, flap, flapping of the raven's wings, bringing the silver, the gold, and, and everything. everything. Come, money. Come now, money. Father, I pray that you would bless their families so abundantly that it wouldn't even make sense to look at it and see it happen. People will just sit there and wonder, how in the world is this coming to pass? How in the world is this is this happening for them? When people see, I, I, I'm asking you, Lord, to make their lives a spectacle. Make their lives a spectacle that they can see. That's not natural. It's supernatural. God did that. God did that. Let even heathen, let even people that don't serve the Lord admit God did that. That's a supernatural thing. God did that. And I'm, Father, I'm asking you to do it so swiftly that nobody else could take credit for it but, but you. In Jesus' name. Lord, as we're declaring this is our year of transformation, we're doing more now than we've ever done. And because of our faithfulness, because of our obedience, you're meeting us with harvests that don't even make sense to the natural mind. That this will be a year of overflow like we've never seen financially in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I pray you bless their families personally. Their children will be blessed. Their grandchildren will be blessed. Lord, I pray that you would bless their businesses. What they set their hands to do will be abundantly blessed. I pray you bless their ministries in Jesus' name. Let their ministries be abundantly blessed by the power of the Holy Ghost. We thank you and give you praise for all that you're doing. Now, speak to your people today. What would you have them to sow, to give, to put them in position for this next level harvest that we're believing for? We thank you and we give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.